Gates. Mystery. Monsters. Mayhem. Let's let's talk about the pizza. Oh, we'll, we'll bring that up in there. Well, because you've been making your own pizzas at home now, you've yep. you've cut out the middleman and you're going straight to the source. No, we're talking about it now. That's what we're we're kicking off with. Is it gonna? Is it recording? Baby, it's already going. Good, because I was actually gonna bring that up as the topic <laughs> yeah. for the show. Yeah, this is our update. Do, 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 yeah. do, do, the pizza inflation wars. We're up to our ankles in marinara out here, guys. Um, I have bad news from the pizza front. <laughs> Yeah, from the front lines. Yeah, the front, the front lines, the cheese lines. Mm. I have mentioned that Jax used to be the reigning king. There's a war on gluten. <laughs> According to Luigi Primo, gluten's not real. Yeah, have you seen that shirt of his? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um. So the pizza inflation wars. Jax yeah. was the reigning yeah. pizza king. Yeah. He used to be able to get a Jax for two forty nine. In right? Indiana, we have a chain called Pizza King. Oh, Pizza King's the best, yeah. actually. Pizza King. <laughs> I grew up on Pizza King. Yeah. I love it. But Jack's went up in price. We all know this Jack's is like, it's three, sometimes four dollars now. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, most pizzas. I bought a pizza the other day from Menards. Yeah. It was yeah, because a, you do get most of your, your pizzas now yeah. are strictly from the hardware store. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did you know that Menards has a brand of pizza called no. Brew Pub? No. Yeah, it's called Brew Pub. Brew Pub. And they have one called La Ramazza. Hey, a La Ramazza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, normally that pizza's $8.99. Which is it, steep for you. Yes, but yeah. it was on sale for $5.99, and I thought, you know what? I'll try treat, it. Treat yourself this Guess week. Guess what? Yeah. Not worth it. Oh. Not even worth the $9. Hmm. It was just like a, a Jack's that had like a couple extra slices of cheese. Okay. But here's my point. The Pizza Inflation Wars. Yeah. So, to combat the pizza... Wars, I've been buying Roma pizzas from Menards because they were the Jack's old price. Or the occasional Totino's party the, pizza. The Totino's party pizza, which party is of dollar, one, please. Dollar ninety nine. Yeah. Right? That's take, fine. You buy two of them. But I still love the cardboard brown pizzas. Roma has been, <laughs> has usurped Jack and has been the king of cheap cardboard pizzas because it was only two forty nine at Menards. I went to Menards the other day. Mm hmm. And the Romas were over $3 now. They're now suffering from the pizza inflation. The Romas have surpassed the $3 mark. So where do you go from here? There is nowhere to go. <laughs> I mean, your only option is still the Totino's Party Pizza for $1.99. Yeah. But if the Romas are going up, and they have, how long until Totino's goes past that $2 you were mark? You're this close to just dipping Ritz crackers and marinara sauce. I'm just... I am angry... Yeah. I am angry. Yeah. If, I, if I was running for politics, this would be one of my platforms. The pizza, the pizza inflation the pizza wars. Inflation wars. Yeah, because it's bullshit. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to pay more than two dollars and fifty cents for a piece of pizza that comes on a cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. And I figured at some point the, the prices were gonna go down. No, they're just going up. It's all going up. I mean, you sh a person should not have to pay one hours of minimum wage for a frozen pizza. Yes. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Thank you. You're not wrong, Walter. Thank you. <laughs> I think this is a. So that's, this is not what this episode is about. No, but I was going to bring that up. Yeah, that is the update on the pizza yeah. flesh. But you told me the was. other day that you that you bought fixins to make your own pizza. Did yes, uh, Katrina and I 
for the holidays. Some of you know this. We don't like the holidays. I don't like the holidays, so we decided not to celebrate. Yeah. We didn't put up a tree. We didn't have Christmas decorations. We didn't. Inv- we didn't even invite any family over. It was just us and the cats. But we hey, just- I was invited. Yeah, you were invited. <laughs> um, but you hate Christmas just as much. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's you know that's fine. Um, what we did do though was we bought a a chef Boyardi. Mm. Um, and I say that because that was his actual name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was an actual chef named Boyarde. He, you can get a chef Boyarde pizza <laughs> kit for like a couple bucks, and it comes with this dough that you make and the pizza his sauce. dough, his dough. Oh, you little ball dough passed down from the family. Exactly. <laughs> In a box. <laughs> yeah. And you basically you roll the dough out. You put the the you put uh, the sauce on. You have to add your own cheese toppings. So we added uh, we added meatballs to it. Vegetarian, vegetarian meatballs, meatballs. Yeah, made by Morningstar, yeah. which is great because that's also the name of Lucifer in the Bible. He's the Morningstar. <laughs> Why did you say Bible so weird? <laughs> that's how it's pronounced. The Bible. The Bible. Uh, isn't that like a weapon too, Morningstar? I think yeah. I think isn't yeah. that like 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 a mace, a glaive or something? Glaive. No, you're thinking of Glade. Glade. You're thinking of a Glade plug-in. <laughs> a Glade plug-in. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was delicious. Meatball pizza, but we baked it in a Pyrex dish. Mm. Pyrex mm. dish in the oven. So it was almost like a Detroit style. It was... Wait, okay, so was it like... It was like wet dough? Like uh, it yeah. wasn't like one of those fold-out, like, cracker doughs kind no, of things. Like it was just, a wet dough. Okay. Yeah. You know what I usually do? Put it in the cast iron skillet. Oh, we thought about that. Like yeah. a like a Pizza Hut pizza pan. Yeah, dude, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, we, we thought about that. Get that nice and hot, oil it up. Mm-hmm. But we, we just opted for the we we decided let's not get too crazy. We're a safe, first go. safe, safe. bet with the pirates. First go with the Bayardi. Yeah, the Bayardi. So we had a deep dish Bayardi. <laughs> nice. Uh, on Christmas Eve and then uh the night before Christmas. We made a lasagna. All Italian, all the time. With meatballs. Yeah. Meatball uh, lasagna. So then the next day on Christmas, we did watch some Christmas stuff. We watched the Garfield animated Christmas special from 1991. It's been a long time. While eating the lasagna. Ah. We had our own like little thing. It was fun. Katrina's got a weird thing about Garfield. I don't... Is this a fad? Is she going to pass this? No. She's loved Garfield since she was a child. I mean, I did too, but I... Yeah, I did too, yeah. I moved on, man. I still like him. Uh, he's got an attitude that I identify with. <laughs> and you're a big Lorenzo Music fan. Well, is that the voice guy? It's, yeah, who is yeah. also the voice of Peter Venkman. Yeah. And the Ghostbusters cartoon. Yeah. Eight o'clock. Coincidence. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's move on from the pizza inflation. This is your show. This is I know. your show. So, uh, Take the wheel. Welcome, everybody. This is M3 with E5. I am Epion5. With me is Brian Aerosol Pro. You is, this is Mystery Monsters and Mayhem. This episode that I was going to do, things always change with me. My yeah. schedule changes. Originally, yeah. this was going to be a mystery episode. And I'm just going to tell you what it was going to be about. It was going to be about the Beast of Gévaudan. Sounds like a wrestler. It does kind of sound like a wrestler. Yeah, it does. But it's a, it's a French thing. And the weird thing is... So the last two episodes ended up being really long. Yeah. And they were very informative. They were really good. Some of our best. They were really deep dives. And by our best, I mean your best. I Thank just you. edit them. Thank you. I know. Well, you but had, I edit the shit out of them. I, I know. Um, <laughs> and you did a great job. The Thank little you. jingle bell, by the way, 
Yeah. And it was a very nice touch for Thank the you. for the anytime I talked about Christmas. Ding. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, this episode was going to be about the Beast of Gévaldan, which is a French term, and I'm not French, by the way. I'm German. So as I was researching this, I'm like, there's no way I can say any of these words. I think you're doing okay. If it was German, that would be different. And you know how I know I'm German? Because um, I can pronounce the name of the German industrial man, Einstein de Neubauten. Oh, I thought it was going to be because you talked about cheese for like 30 minutes. I do talk minutes. about cheese. <laughs> um, but I, I, I could say Einstein de Neubauten, yeah. which is awesome German. Um, I need to get better at my German. I can help you with that. There's apps. That's true. <laughs> you don't need me to come over every week for like I, lessons. I just like talking about German. <laughs> so it's all French. It's a French monster. And I realized as I was looking this up, I'm like, fuck, this is going to be another hour and 40 mm. minute episode. So this is a teaser for that. Then. This is a teaser. It's going to happen. So I decided that this episode is a mayhem episode. Anything goes episode. Anything goes. Anything goes. And it's just going to be, we're going to talk about. It's the New Year's. We yesterday was New Year's Eve. New Year, New Year. It's well, no. <laughs> it's not. It's oh, not. Oh. It's not new. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. So I, I had said this earlier. I'll say it again. <clears throat> we went out last night for New Year's Eve. Went to a bar. Watched the. We didn't watch a ball drop, but whatever. It's midnight. Everybody's happy. You watched a really big dude happy, fall down. Yeah. Happy New Year. Everybody's ha- saying Happy New Year. Oh, everybody's so happy. And I just kept saying it's all the same. Yeah. Nothing's changed. That was a buzzkill. Usually. Yeah. But I somehow part of your charm. Thank you. That's why I keep coming back. Thanks, man. <laughs> That's why I have only a selective small group of friends. Yeah, but what a great six they are. That's true. Um, so Not this counting epi- the cats. Oh yeah. Well, the the cat. Yeah. The I actually, if you count the cats, I got a lot of friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got and the an, an abundance of friends and raccoons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this episode is going to be a, the, basically a, a look back at the year. You're like a white trash Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> and I've lived in a trailer. Yeah, I know. I'm not... I'm fine with that. That's yeah. I'm fine with I got redneck relatives. Oh, man, are they redneck. All the rodents. Oh, fuck. Anywho. Yeah. There's been a lot of mice in, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I've had that problem, too. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we're doing, what, 22 in review and, we're a, gonna and review. a look ahead? Yeah, why not? Let's just talk about it. I, I was going to ask you this. So, if you're listening to this episode, you don't have to. It's fine. No, you know, listen to it. It'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, it'll be fine. It's fine. Whatever. It's nothing. There's nothing really big discussing. It's going to be a short episode, but no. But I, I, I think it'll. I think it'll. You know, you've got some announcements to make. I do have some announcements to make. Yes. I've got some to make. I guess too. Okay. Well, let's talk about yeah. the year of 2022. <laughs> the the beginning of mystery monsters and mayhem. What I'm just going to ask you. Yeah. Did you think it would last this long? How many episodes are we up to? Um. I mean. I don't even know. M3s? M3 with E5 episodes. I don't even know. Because you're, you're almost up to 100 on your podcast. Yeah, and I count yours as part of that mm-hmm. that 100 count. Uh, what have we done? Like, over 10? I, think I don't I, know. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I just remember when I said, I want to do a podcast to you. Uh, yeah, and which in, told me that it was probably, you like... Like weekly, and I'm like, you'll never keep up with weekly yeah. releases. <laughs> Let's do one a month. But you, what do you think of the show? Yeah, it's the episodes. 
I mean, do you have any favorites? Any any time I tell someone that I've got a podcast, I I point them to the M3 with E5 episodes because you put in a lot of work researching them, and it makes me look good. You know, the funny thing is, is like <laughs> most of everything I've talked about has been non-researchable. It's stuff I already knew. Yeah, the last two mostly you're like though. looking up dates. Yeah, the last sure. two though, I I did a little extra research, but it was stuff I had already known about. I just needed clarification. Yeah, like how many missiles did that little kid s- swallow? You right. Know? Yeah, you look up. You have a lot of stats about dead children. <laughs> it's funny. Just right off the top of the dome. And as soon as you mentioned dead children, I started laughing. It's it was an awkward episode last time <laughs> when I'm trying to talk about the. Four-year-old who died yeah, and we yeah. couldn't get through it without laughing. Four-year-old. Four-year-old <laughs> who died. So I, I've lately been pointing to the the vacuum form and the the Christmas special that we just did. Okay, as as the two standouts. Um, but I think all the M threes have been really really good. Of my episodes, the movie ones, I usually point to like I don't know Halloween three. Yeah, <laughs> I just start at the beginning, I guess. I wanted to talk about your podcast. And The Warriors was a good one, too. The Warriors was fun. I wanted to talk about your podcast, actually, because you've been doing this for quite a while. And some of the people that listen to my episodes, like that follow me through Instagram, might not listen to your stuff. So I want them to listen to your stuff. So as far as as your podcast goes, what you got cooking? What's Uh, coming up? I don't know. Why should people listen to you? (laughs) (laughs) Because I I have the knowledge about movies that you have about owls. Dead children. Ah, (laughs) I mean, it's weird. The the show started because we've not really ever even talked about it on on the podcast. Like, the show started because Carly, you know, the co-host that I have on quite frequently, was going through cancer treatment. And we, like, made up a thing for her to stay busy and not you know sulk around and stay in the house all day yeah uh during covid none nonetheless so that's why the show happened and it's still going yeah somehow it's going strong i could be going stronger i could be doing it weekly instead of other every other week yeah but you gotta have a life yeah i got i got shit i gotta do and it's a lot of work mostly just getting schedules Light yeah, up is, is hard. But that's actually funny you mentioned that because Carly was supposed she was going to be a guest on what was supposed to be a ghost episode. Yeah, which is coming. It'll it, yeah, we'll talk. I was going to talk about some future episodes that people have to look forward to, or I could just throw that in now actually. But yeah, Carly, who is a uh, she's a fun host on your show. Um, she was just on the we did a jingle all the way. Episode. I know, and and Katrina and I watched Jingle All the Way. Yeah, because it's a mess. we listened to that. It's a mess. We've been saying the word uh, just randomly. We'll just look at each other and go, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Jamie. Because Arnold. It's wild out there. Man. I know. It's wild out there. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's talk about Jingle All the Way because there's a couple things that I okay, want to Okay, we can talk about up. a little bit. Yeah. First off, that is the most, my biggest qualm with that movie yeah. isn't the Looney Tunes ending that it has of just the crazy, you know, Looney Tunes hitting his head on the wall. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily the story. It's an okay story. Like, it holds up. It's bad, but it's coherent. Yeah. Okay? My biggest qualm with that whole movie is the inaccurate representation of a mattress salesman. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We called you out on that episode. Oh, no. By we, I mean I called you yeah, out no. on that episode. And it was funny, but that movie is bullshit when it comes to mattress salesman representation. Mm. And I know this because 
For years, I was a mattress salesman for a family-owned and operated business, which is bullshit. Uh, well, it was owned by a family, but it was an awful place to work. But it's a bullshit family. Yeah. No. Yeah. When I was... <laughs> When that movie starts and Arnold's like, Ah, oh, yes, I love you. want 400 mattresses and 400 box springs. No problem. You're my best customer. That whole line reads like a Tommy Wiseau bit. Yeah. And yeah. then like... The accent doesn't help. No. And then, <laughs> as a mattress salesman, I'd be lucky if I sold like two or three a day. You don't sell fucking four. That's bullshit. I mean, that's the real question I've always had is like, you see all these mattress stores. How many mattresses do you sell in a year? That's a good. I don't actually know. There's a lot of there's a lot of underhanded sales going on. You mm. know, um, like what's your overhead? How many mattresses do you have to sell? Oh, well, it's easy. You don't pay your employees. Oh, okay. The family keeps the money. The family, like the mob. <laughs> it's a mob front. No, yeah. <laughs> the family that owns the business, they keep the money, and the rest of us are just I've had like theories about it being a front. No, nah, well, maybe I, not that I know of, but the rest of us are like, hey, man, can I can I have a can I have a bonus? And they're like, no. No. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just go get some food stamps. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. But if you're homeless, there's all these mattresses you can sleep on. Or at the very least, you can get a box. A yeah. really nice box. I will say this. There was one time working at the mattress store that was fun. Um, well, there was a couple fun times. They didn't know this, but at one point I had brought my bicycle and my Honda Element to the store. Uh-huh. And I thought, fuck, there's nobody here. I'm going to ride my bike around the showroom. <laughs> so I just, I ran my bike just in loops around the mattresses. Yeah. This was before the times of, like, you know, surveillance yeah. that you can watch on your phone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Another time, uh, I played hot lava. Oh, so I tried pretend to, the floor was yeah. lava, so yeah. I had to get from one side of the showroom to the other by jumping from one mattress to the next. <laughs> did anybody walk in while you were doing that? Um, no, not that time. That would have been great. Somebody did. I did fall asleep once. <laughs> Um, <laughs> while working, I fell asleep uh, and somebody walked in and they were like, uh, excuse me, can I get some help? And I was uh, like, yep. What? <laughs> and I was like, this model is what you should buy. Cause I fell asleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you want. I used to sleep, uh, at work all the time when I was a projectionist. Yeah. It's you fun sleep. sleeping at work. Oh yeah. It's great, man. We're totally getting off topic, but it doesn't matter. Here's another fun mattress story. Uh, one time, I hated working there so much, and my my friend uh, Josh was working with me. He also, we did not like working there. It was getting to be awful. Um, and he brought a bottle of vodka, and we were like, hell yeah! <laughs> and so uh, we just, day we, we were day drinking. Just and turned at the mattress store. We got ripped at the mattress store. Yeah. And then customers came in. And it was the best because I remember I remember a customer walked in and Josh was like, you're up, buddy. <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah. And I was so excited because I, uh, I was hyper drunk. Right. So I got up out of my chair and I did a karate kick. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so excited that, that my enthusiasm carried over. Mm. And I sold a mattress to that person. Oh, wow. Totally drunk. Nice. Yeah. Don't drink at work, kids, of course, but. Drink responsibly. Sure. That yeah. part. That yeah. part's Drink more, responsibly. That yeah. part's the more important part. But yeah. It was, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I'm just saying, Arnold and Jingle, Jingle out the way. Yeah. Was, that's not an accurate representation of a mattress salesman. That's my biggest problem with the movie. Pretty accurate representation of dads, though, from what I've picked up. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least, at least that dad was still in the home, kind of, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. 
Oh, yeah, that was a good episode, too. Bad Dads was a really good episode. Oh, yeah. Great cathartic talk- stuff we got That's through good. on that episode. Yeah, it's it's fun. I've had a few people talk about their bad dads to me, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. that's nice. You yeah. Know? I mean, it sucks that your dad's It's nice bad, to not be alone. But, yeah. I mean, well, you're alone because you don't have a dad, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> different kind of alone. He didn't even call me on Christmas. Oh, mine's dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's in a box in the other room. Uh, but, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I... These past episodes for this past year, it's been a learning curve for me, and I think I'm getting better at it. I, I like doing the research, so that's why uh, I'm going to postpone some episodes. Yeah. I'm going to try to... I, I want to stagger it, at least... And if somebody has suggestions, if you... Hey, if you're listening to this and you just want me to keep doing these very informative episodes, I'll do that. But I don't want to bombard people with so much information. I'd like to have a breather every Yeah, day, yeah, you like know? every other episode. Yeah, like this is a breather episode. Most definitely. Yeah. There's nothing written down. Nope. <laughs> We're no not script. reading from a phone There's at all. There's not an eight-page script no. I'm looking at. So let's let's talk about the year as a whole Ugh. in review. <sighs> yeah, we got to get to that part. Well, we're both artists. Let's talk about that. How, yeah. how has your art year been? Fine. Okay. Because I did a lot of shows. I did like five. Comic conventions or horror conventions? Pretty much horror conventions and one comic convention. So I think I did five horror shows and one comic convention. Something like that. I'm going to ask, like that. how was the Comic-Con? <laughs> I sold literally nothing. Oh, wait, was this the sci-fi yeah. in Indianapolis yeah. show? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. You yeah. didn't even go back on Sunday. No, it yeah. was a two-day show, and I sold literally nothing at that, that one show. But the horror conventions, you did all right. Horror conventions, I I made my goal plus. Okay. Every, every single one. Okay. Weird situation, though. That was the last comic convention that Jason and David Frank was at. Yeah, actually, I do know that. Um, yeah. Another artist that we know, Nate Michaels, who does Comic-Cons, he he posted a picture of him and Jason David Frank at that show. Yeah. And it was just like, it was just a few days after that. Yeah. He died. Yeah. You know, R.I.P. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, and that's weird. That was a weird, that was a weird thing to see. It was also weird just to be at a show and be like, man, fuck this show. And then, you know, a guy from it dies like yeah you know well jason david frank he wasn't running the show but no but like i don't know i wasn't happy that weekend yeah you know it was also like the first day of like snow in indy um which i surely meant that people weren't coming out for that either like i i figured people in indianapolis would be ready for the snow we're never ready okay no <laughs> no. I, I just I grew up, I grew up with the Midwest mentality of just like eh, it's okay, it's icy out. Who cares? Yeah, I feel like now the mentality is you wake up and it's snowing outside, especially the first snow, and you're like it's magical. And then five minutes later, you're like, what do we do? Mm. What do we do? And then you do a mad dash to the store and you buy all of the things. Uh, yeah, I, I was never like that. I also worked in a in a grocery store. Too, I grew up so. on a farm, so my uh, we got snowed in a lot, and uh, we were just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, that's my mentality too. Um, yeah, going back to shows. My this past year for me, I don't know, man. How many uh, did we do together? Just the one, the Joe Bob. Joe Bob. Show? Joe Bob. Uh, I think so. Uh, like, I actually forgot what shows I've done this past year. I only know of two shows that I can remember. I did the Northwest Indiana Comic Con, which was a fun show, good show, made money. That's a little one day show up in uh, Northwest Indiana. And I also did Joe Bob's uh, drive-in show down in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, it was fun. I did not 
make the money that I was hoping to make. And that's a thing that I have noticed this past year, if we're going to talk about shows, is that the amount of money... We're going to talk about finances here. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Finances, papers. Maybe not necessarily the, the Business actual... papers. Well, not too much for the credence, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My my profits have gone down significantly over the, since COVID. Since, since Money's down. Pizza is up. Yes. <laughs> it's a weird world I'm living it's basic in. basic economics. So when I started doing shows like 11 years ago, it was crazy. Like, I was making good money. And, um, yeah, it was insane. Yeah. And, but now I don't make anything close to what I used to make. And I am curious if that is because, is it because A, I have become irrelevant and I'm old? Or have comic cons, horror conventions, pop culture conventions, have they changed since the pandemic? Because I think, personally, they are a lot different post pandemic than they were pre pandemic. I mean, even pre pandemic, they were starting to, they were starting to change. Yeah. But I think maybe because of that two year period where we didn't do anything. Right. Right. Well, it's different. Even that like first year of like being back on the scene was like gangbusters for at least the first couple of shows. The first show I did after the pandemic was flashback in Chicago. And I just did it by myself and I made, it was awesome. And I was like, wow, I'm back. Yeah. And then after that, I immediately took a nosedive. Right. For me. Yeah. Kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we did, uh, the Indiana comic con and probably after that and we were like, this sucks. Like it's fine. I made money, but this sucks. Yeah. That's, uh, so that actually brings up something else. Yeah, the Indiana Comic Con was something that I have done every year since they started years yeah. ago. I've been with them every single year. And the first year was amazing. Like, I mean, I won't Yeah, that was a crazy year, though, because yeah. they didn't. They're a, a Florida based company and they did not do their research and they, they booked half the size of the space and yep. the whole city turned out for it, yeah. basically. Uh, I, I got turned away because I wasn't vending, but I got turned away to even like come in because they were at capacity. I don't remember the numbers. It's in an article that I've read, but I, I think the max capacity for the room was like 6,000. Yeah. But they had 15,000 people show up. Yeah. So those, yeah. those yeah. are just people they had to turn away. Yeah. And I made a lot of cash, like more than... Like I was like, oh my god! And that was like early days of doing cons too. So you're like, this is what they're all gonna be like. (laughs) Um, I've noticed a a shift. The early conventions that I did was uh, kind of the typical comic con that you think of. There were a lot of comic artists, comic vendors, back issues, back issues. Yeah. And then the last time that I did the Indianapolis Comic Con, the most recent one, um, I I in the artist alley. I didn't see any comic artists. They've gone from mom and pop to big box. Yeah. Most of the artists also are anime, cute-based. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm not dissing that. I'm just saying there's been a shift. I don't see the old comic artists selling or at doing comics at the cons. <laughs> and, even, and even the back-issue dealers, there were very few back-issue dealers. Yeah. Um, most of it was just anime. A lot of Korean boy band stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, K-pop stuff. K-pop stuff. And again, not dissing it. I will. You can't. <laughs> but all it, it seems like the 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 convention changed from being a comic con to more like a pop culture anime based convention. So we, I I barely made any money at that show. Yeah. I went from making profits to just breaking even. And I was staying at your place. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't getting a, a hotel. But we were barely paying for food. Yeah. Like, 
And so, like... Because there were... Let's be real. Some cities... We'll go crazy with the food. Oh, yeah. You got to. <laughs> Sometimes we will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been with Indianapolis Comic Con since they started, and... I've decided I, I'm not. I'm done. I'm not going back. And it's nothing against them, but it's just like I'm not making money anymore. It's not my crowd. It's not my demographic no. anymore. And it's changed. Uh, I'm not doing C2E2 anymore. I did C2E2 last year, and that was a super big. That's like the biggest Chicago comic convention. It's like, like what the fourth, third biggest convention in the country yeah it's massive. yeah i mean you basically have like the san diego comic-con on the west coast you new have york. new york comic-con on the east coast and then in chicago you have c2e2 and then baltimore i think baltimore yeah. is the fourth and uh c2e2 was always great for me and then this last time i did it um i literally broke even i mean i'll talk about the numbers because it's at this point i'm not divulging anything the booth cost sixteen hundred and fifty dollars one thousand six hundred and fifty dollars yeah that was never and an you issue. made roughly, and that was that was never an issue in the past because I would always make a profit. Yeah. And then the cost of prints that I would have to buy ends up being like two hundred dollars. Yeah, the travel up there. Um, I think I stayed at a hotel. Parking, parking, food. Um, that show I made two thousand dollars. Yeah, so I literally maybe broke even. Yeah. I might have actually been in the black. Oh, some that, of those is, numbers get a little fuzzy. Where wait, no, like, in we'll the, just say I broke even. Red is in debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I may have been in the red oh. actually. Oh. So, and so, and the prices keep going up. So it's like, and also C two E two's changed as well. It's it's not. Well, it got bought out too, didn't it? Uh, no, I think no. Read pop Reed, just read pop got no. I thought Wizard World got bought out by Fan Expo. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Read pop is still read pop, but read pop that last year did cut corners. Oh yeah, uh, they cut corners. They stopped putting down carpeting. Yeah, but prices went up. But they didn't offer as much. Yeah. So where'd the money go? Uh, yeah. But I'm not ever doing CTV2 again, so I've dropped out of that one. And I had to make the sad... Oh, man, this was a sad email I had to write. <laughs> oh, no. So one of my favorite conventions, the Northwest Indiana Comic Con, every year in February, awesome yeah. one-day show up in Indiana, which is where I'm originally from. Uh, it's a great show. It's a little show. You're in, you're out. Uh, the guy who runs it, Brian Grubinski, he's a huge comic book nerd, great guy. He actually gets comic book artists to come out. Mm. So it's like a legit Comic-Con. Um, but there's still, it's still, you know, you still have to cater to the crowd. So it's the last time I did it. A lot of anime. Yeah. And I did make a profit. So, but I noticed that like my print sales are going down. I'm not selling as much as I used to. And I think it's just because I'm getting old. And I think what I like and what I like to put out there, the young younger folks that are going to the Comic-Cons, I don't think they care about it as much. They certainly don't. No. I mean, they don't care about what I'm putting out there. It's like... Um, and that, you're at least catering a little bit more. I mean, I, <laughs> I love the classics. I do paintings of like Bela Lugosi, yeah. Boris Karloff. Yeah. But every year I keep meeting more and more people who are like, who's that? I'm like, that's Bela Lugosi. Yeah. And they're like, who? Yeah. I feel like we cater to the dad in yes. the, that's bringing his kids along. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But there's less dads, I think, at these shows now. Yeah, because a lot of these, a lot of the younger folks, they just go on their own. That's why I've been strictly doing horror conventions. Yeah. So I had to because make... like horror's evergreen. Yeah. You know. Ah, uh, I yeah. Well, talking about Northwest Indiana, I sent Brian a message the other day because I got into the show. It's it's 
a submission show. You have to apply. You get in or you don't. You're grandfathered in at this point, yeah. right? <laughs> and I, I, I've been with that show since the beginning as well. Every yeah. single year I've yeah. done that show, and I love it. And I it's coming up in February, and I realized I don't really have any new paintings for it except for what the stuff I've already showed, Yeah, which people are familiar with. Yeah, I mean, you kind of want to have at least something new yeah. every year. And even if I were to do new stuff, new things, it would be what I want to do, which is like old horror icons. Yeah. And I'm like, is the young crowd going to buy that? Even that Jack Kirby stuff, like that's... Do people know what that is? Only the Jack Kirby fans. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and so yeah. I... And even that stuff for you is... That's, that's older material. Yeah. So I wrote Brian a message the other day and I just said, hey man... It was like a breakup. It yeah. was so sad. It was like, it's literally not you, it's me. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I just said, your show is awesome. I love your show, but give my table to somebody else this year. There's yeah. a waiting list of people who want to get in that show. And I, so I was like, let somebody else have it. Let them have fun. I'm out. I'm sorry. Yeah. And like, he wrote back the next day and he was like, this is a sad email to wake up. Oh, no. This is a sad email to wake up <laughs> oh. to. I, and he's like, you've been with us since the beginning. But he said, I understand. He's yeah. like, I get it. If yeah. you want to come back, just let us know. Yeah, it is weird. Um, I feel like these these shows, our, our stuff is the stuff that's usually bought by the guys that are running the show. Yeah. Yeah. But not... The audience <laughs> at the show, you know? Almost every show I, I sell to to the guy that's running. Yeah. Oh, uh, when I did uh, Billy Cooper, who yeah, runs the ITC. ITCE. He would John always, Bloomington. He would yeah. always buy stuff from me. He's awesome. Same, yeah. He's like, he's like the Brian Grabinski of, of Southern Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. it seems like a very comparable yeah. show. Um, last year was... I didn't do it last year. I did, the last I, time I did. I did ITC last year, and I had fun. But this year, so I have canceled... I dropped out of Northwest Indiana Comic Con. I'm not going to be there. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm doing Horror Hound this year. Uh, actually, I don't think I'm doing any shows this year. Yeah. How you feel about it? I don't know. Bittersweet. Uh, I'm, I'm sad about it because like, I like going to the horror conventions. But it's nice to travel. It's nice to travel, but the reality of it is hotels are expensive. Yeah. Uh, prices are going up all over. And I understand that, but the tables are $300, $400. Even a cheap hotel is $300, the driving out there. Um, and I've been fortunate enough that my Instagram and my website sales are consistent, that it keeps me busy enough that I really can't afford to take time off that to take a gamble on a con. Yeah. That's the issue for me. I, I can't really take a gamble on a con because it is. They're always a gamble. Right. Um, it's also like why... Why put in the effort to make all those heads for that show when you can just break, where I might put them break on your even website and stay and home sell that day? And, uh, and I'll, and I'll, yeah. I'll stay home, but I won't have to deal with expenses. So it's kind of bummer. So if you're out there and you like, you like me and you're hoping to see me at a show, uh, probably not going to happen. I'm not going to be at any shows this year. Uh, no. I mean, unless something comes up that's like, I can't, that's a gold mine that I can't miss. Or it's like the Joe Bob thing where you're like, that'll be a fun paid vacation. Yeah. So uh, I might do Astronomicon. I'm not sure I got into it, but I haven't paid. Yeah. I got to weigh the options of like, that's in March. Do I, am right. I going to be able to take the time off? I don't know. So as for me, I got no shows. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. I mean, as for. I'm out of the scene. 
I'm old man Nepion, <sighs> Brian. So sad. so sad. I'm not going to... We met at a convention. I know. <laughs> Years ago we yeah. met. It was a g- glorious time. I mean, I think you've got one... Actually, I think the con we met at was not a glorious time. No, but I met Hazard there, too. Oh, yeah. On this as well. Yeah. And Jake, who's been on this show as well. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. That, that was, was a the, formative show, man. That was the Indie Pop Con? Yeah, right? the first one. Yeah. Not a fan of that show. No. Sorry. None of them. Yeah. <laughs> They're, uh, they're like, well put together and yeah. well run, but it's just not Did my not, crowd at no, all. No, no. Yeah. Same for me. Yeah. Although that was the show where I got to see Joel Hodson do... Uh, oh, yeah. I met Joel there, too. Yeah. He he did a bit... Uh, I showed him my tattoo. Did a little, like, seminar af- after hours, so I got to go to his little panel, which yeah. was awesome. It's very rare that we get to attend things yeah. at the con. Oh, that was probably my favorite, because he did, like, a slideshow. Uh, and they were building, like, the new series had been announced... And yeah. they were, like, just launching the Kickstarter. Was it, like, a this is my life kind of thing? It was, yeah. It was a this is my... He showed, That's like, pictures cool. of himself, like, in kindergarten class. Yeah. Like, his... With, like, puppets. It, with his puppets, yeah. <laughs> and it was just, like, a whole panel that built up to how Mystery Science became Mystery Science That's from, super from cool. his childhood experiences. So that was nice to see. And then he riffed, uh, did a live riffing of, like, an old dating film from mm. the 50s. So that was cool. Yeah. That was the only good thing. I mean, aside from meeting you guys uh, at Indie PopCon. I met John DiMaggio there, too. Oh, okay. Bender. Okay. Bender from Futurama. Yeah, yeah. Dolomite, right? He's made a Dolomite. Yes, 40% Dolomite. 40, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's Dolomite, baby. Yeah. I'm working on a, on a different route. Are you doing shows this year? I'm going to shoot for six to eight. Okay. I got... I got plans. I got a flow chart. <laughs> um, so the plan is to reincorporate, get my LLC back from when I had the gallery years ago. Yeah. Go legit, buy a van, turn it into a living space. Live down by the river. Just take it. It's a Hell weekend yeah. warrior. Just awesome. take it to conventions. Don't have to pay for hotel rooms. Yeah. Um, you just got to pay for gas and food and that'll be it. Nice. I think that's the way to do it now. We're like going total opposites. Like I'm dropping out of the. I'm totally dropping out. Yeah, and I'm like going to see the Grateful Dead. Yeah, <laughs> you've become what's her name from the show Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. yeah. Lindsay, that you yeah. think about it. Great show. Yeah, and then also, um, you know, fold the the podcast into the LLC. And yeah, everything will just kind of promote itself and see how it goes. All right. I had success at, at the horror shows last year. If I can keep that up, then things will be fine. I also feel like my work's better now than it's ever been. Yeah. And doing that one comic convention last year almost like solidified the fact. Like, I feel like normally I would have been angry at the fact that I didn't sell a single item at that show, but it almost was like, here's the nail. It's the there's proof. There's the coffin. You needed the, there it is. I know You needed now. the proof and the pudding. Exactly. Yeah, and you got that pudding, and it was not good. It's rancid old pudding. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that's that's the plan now, too. Also, like, smaller shows, um, not doing these big box yeah. Uh, well, shows. The, I like the small shows, like Billy's show, like ITCE yeah. Yeah. and the Northwest Indiana Comic Con. Those are like I got Astronomicon on my list. Okay. You know, which I've heard from you is... Smaller and good. I had fun at it. Uh, Danhausen was there last year, yeah. and he's he's a fun guy to be around. Our good friend Danhausen, <laughs> friend of the pod, Danhausen. Yes. Okay. So that's weird. Like you're you're going in. I'm stepping out. Now I will say this. Yeah, like, but that said, like we pretty much started this thing at the same time. I think you've got like six months to a year before yeah. I hopped into the. I don't know. The scene. Like it's. I. I don't know if. 
if something comes up where it works out for me, I'll I'll do a show. But as of now, I think I'm out of all of them. Yeah. So, or if for some weird reason, hopefully it doesn't happen that you like pre-make a shit ton of heads and then yeah, you do a sale and you know no biters or something. You just take all that shit to yeah. a, to a show. I don't know. It's kind of bittersweet. Like I said, I was really sad sending the email to Brian about Northwest Indiana. Um, because to leave a show that I've been a part of since the beginning, it was, I don't know, it was, it was like, ah, it was kind of weird. It's like leaving a bunch of friends, but leaving a bunch of friends behind. Yeah, because that's also true. Like, we know people at all these shows. Yeah, that's where I see people. That's where I see the people that I know all the yeah. time. So it's very weird that you have to travel. You to know. see my friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. every other weekend. Uh, we'll, I don't know, we'll see what happens. I but. mean, I think also the year, like, 2018, 2019... I think you and I both probably went the hardest we ever did with conventions of like every other weekend. There was basically. a period where I did two, sometimes three cons a month. I got close to that. Yeah. And it was um, crazy. It was nuts. It I was think fu- that it was, October I did three. It was kind of fun. Actually, this whole thing reminds me of an article I just read. Yeah. About, because we're talking about the current state of things. Yeah. And um, I always, I would always joke with people when they would ask me about it, what's it like, you know, doing the con scene? And I said, yeah. it's like being in a band and being yeah. on tour. A, yeah. Except you're your own roadie. Yeah. Like literally, you're setting everything up to yourself, tearing everything down yourself. You're your own sound man. You're your own uh, promoter. Tour manager. Tour manager. Everything. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, you know, doing two, three shows a month and like staying and sleeping in hotel rooms all the time. It's like being in a band. It's on tour. I just read an article about musical acts and how the current state of touring is just not sustainable for them anymore because of inflation they lose money even when they sell out shows because everything's more expensive gas is more expensive uh i didn't know about the merch cuts that Mm. happen at shows at venues do you know about merch cuts no i assume they made most of their merch right fuck no okay well yes so the bands make their merch they bring the merch venues will do a thing where they say okay you're allowed to sell the merch but we take 50 percent of your sales that's stupid it is stupid yeah and so some some in an article i read about this some people say well why don't they just go outside and sell this shit outside well technically you need a permit yeah. Or something to sell. So if they even attempt to sell something outside, they can get arrested. Mm. Even if they sell around the corner, yeah. still they can't. So they're stuck. So they don't make any money off their merchandise because you know you get you sell a T-shirt for twenty bucks. You're not you're going to make some profit, but not a lot. But if you have to give fifty percent of that to the business, yeah, you're not making anything. You sold a shirt for ten dollars, and it probably costs you five six dollars to get it printed and made so you really made four dollars so you got yeah you got merch cuts you got so i recently saw uh, a lot of metal bands that are on on tour have to do gofundmes just to cover the cost that they lost Jesus even Christ. though they're selling out shows that's insane it's it's not they can't do it yeah um and that's kind of like how i feel for me i i think my costs are higher uh, because of the stuff that I make. And I, you know, so I, sometimes I think I'm screwing myself. Like, people want the spray painted heads, but they, they take so much to make. I could always raise the price. Yeah. But then I risk losing. I mean, really, the, I the big cost is the, the resin, though. Um, actually, right? you know, funny thing is the wood and the spray paint, those have really? increased. Yeah. The resin hasn't really increased in price. Hmm. 
During the pandemic, the wood tripled in price. Yes. But it's gone down, but it's now still double of what it used to be pre-pandemic. Yeah. Spray paint is now two to three times higher what it used to be, depending yeah. on where you yeah, buy it from. So uh, here's another thing I'm going to bring up, which I'm not looking forward to. Uh, regarding comic conventions and this is something i want to i've been quiet about and i want to bring it up please yeah ai art yeah i have been wanting to talk about ai 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 art i almost called it ai fart it's a it's a trigger warning (laughs) on the ai art there are people that are gonna agree and and disagree oh my god i have seen so much go back and forth about yeah it's um yeah it's interesting i've got problems with it um, tell, tell me your thoughts. Tell well, me about the AI. It's, it, sh- it should be used as a tool. Okay. And it's not. It's used as a medium. You know? Like, people are using the AI art as the finished product, as opposed to, like, ah, uh, you know, I want, like, a medieval kind of thing like this, and then I'm going to draw it in my own s- style. Okay. You know? Like, maybe something to help you, like, put a background or a scene together. Sure. Um, That's a way to use it. Okay. But... If you're just punching in some shit, printing it out on some nicer paper, and then selling right. it, you're prompting you didn't you're prompting anything. a program to yeah. create something for you, and that program is pulling art from other artists. Yeah, that's not you. Yeah, <laughs> and selling it like it's you. That's a problem. So, do you are you fine with artists using the AI program to create to create their art? Are you fine with that? No. Okay. No, I think it should only be used as a as a tool to maybe help you get to your final product. Okay. You know. I uh I have been thinking about this for weeks and I haven't said anything and I've been reading both sides of of it. And my thought is similar to yours. Like if you were different. like if you were like I want to I want a finished product of I don't know. Uh David Harbour drawn like patrick nagel style yeah (laughs) my brain can kind of put that together but if i want to see what it what it might look like yeah put that in the prompt look at it and be like yeah okay i see where we're coming i see the colors i see the angles i see the cool background that we're going to do with it that's what my goal should kind of look like now i can go work on it here right kind of like when i'm drawing in photoshop um i'll comp all my shit together like do a really rough cut and then do a posterize effect to kind of see what it'll look like yeah. and then see what I need to tweak. And like, I'll have that in the corner and then I'll work on the main thing over here. Yeah. Reference. Yeah. Use it as a reference. So I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Some of these AI images that I see are really fucking cool. Yeah. And there's, there's one in particular, somebody did a, an AI prompt of what would Tron look like if Alejandro Jodorowsky were to make it. Yeah. And it looked awesome. Yeah. Like, it blew my mind, and I thought, this is amazing. Right. And uh, and then I, I looked into how the AI art is made, and, like, w- one of the AI programs is called Midjourney. I think there's a few out there, but Midjourney is the one that people use, and essentially you, you enter prompts, like subject matter, like Dracula wearing a thong in the style of Matisse. Yeah. And then the AI, the artificial intelligence, will scour the internet or whatever, how it works, uh, to then create an image. Yeah. And the, honestly, I think that's cool. I think that's neat. I mean, I love tech, I love the technology, although it does scare me, and I think robots will kill us in the end. Um, <laughs> sure. Yes. Um, oh, man, so my, my problem, 
I have problems with the AI. It's a fucking slippery slope, man. It is. <laughs> because on one hand, I think it is very cool, and I think it's it's an awesome tool. It's no different than somebody using Photoshop. Yeah. It's no different than uh, a, a computer artist who does CGI for movies. Blender. Blend, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. So... When I was in art school, I'm going to go back. When I was in art school, I, I learned all traditional mediums, oil painting, drawing, you know, whatever. I learned how to build a canvas from scratch using rabbit skin glue. Yeah. I mean, just crazy stuff. Um, old medieval methods, you know. Right. Um, so, and I don't want to say like, hey, I'm a good artist, but I was very competent in drawing. It's like wrestling. You paid your dues. I paid my dues, yes. <laughs> yeah. So much so. And maybe that's what it all comes down to. Uh, I, so much so that my, my painting professor was like, hey, the college is looking to commission somebody to, to do a series of portraits of past chancellors. No. Uh, you want the job? And I'm like, well, what do I got to do? And he's like, draw portraits of the past chancellors. Like, right. eight, like eight of them. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and you're going to get paid. Like, good money. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And he's like, they got to be life size. And I'm like, mm. oh, okay. Like, you know, so big drawings, like yeah. like two by three feet. It's just crazy. Bust. And, yeah, total, yeah. yeah. And he's like, you work from photographs because most of them are dead, you right. know? Right. I'm like, okay. He's like, and he's like, but uh, come see me tomorrow. I'll show you how to do it. And I was confused by that. And I'm like, well, oh. I, I mean, I got to draw them. But so I, I met with him the next day and he had a... <laughs> Some art secrets mm. gonna blow your minds, people. Like, like a <laughs> yeah. magician, this is how it's done. Yeah. Uh, he had a projector set up, and he had slides of the chancellors. Yeah. And he says, "So this is how you do it." And he said he he taped the paper to the wall, projected the image of the chancellor onto the wall, and he basically says, "You're just gonna trace it." Yeah. He's like, "But." You have to, you know, still shade everything and you do it while the image is up there. So yeah. you, you get an accurate representation, accurate drawing of, of the chancellor. And when he told me that, I was like, yeah, this seems like cheating, man. It's, <laughs> it's just tracing. Sure. And he looked at me and he's like, did you ever take any um, upper level math classes like trigonometry, cal me? calculus? And, yeah. and I did. Yeah. I yeah. did. And I was like, yes. And he's like, did you use a scientific calculator? And I'm like. Yes. And he's like, but you understand the principles of how everything is yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. You could figure it out without a scientific calculator. It's going to take you forever, but you know how to use the you calculator. You could do it longhand if you, you want. Yeah that's, that, that, <laughs> yeah. that was his point. Yeah. And he's like, it's only cheating if you don't know how to do it. Yeah. He's like, if you know how to do it and you can do it on your own, it's not cheating to do this method. He's like... You could do it freehand. It's going to take you forever. Yeah. He's like, but the school has a schedule and they want these done. Right. And you want to get paid. You're not getting paid by the hour, but Yeah. So he's like, <laughs> as a working artist, you're going to have to cut corners to make ends meet. That's how it works in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it's not cheating. Yeah. He's, I mean, that's pretty much how I do all my stencil design is I have a folder of all my reference shit. And I'll throw it all together, yeah. see what works. Half the time, I draw the piece completely, hate it, scrap it, yeah. start again. So, regarding AI... Yeah, Neil Adams also said a thing about tracing. I wanted to put this piece in here. Um, this is Neil Adams from Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman episode. And I think it's very important to what we're talking about here. Rembrandt had a projector. 
Now that he had what's called a camera obscura, that's how he created this thing that in art classes they call chiaroscuro. Chiaroscuro is light out of darkness. Mm. You'd have somebody very, very well defined and then a darkness would go behind them. The reason the darkness went behind them was because he had all these cameras lighting this guy. And if he had more cameras, he'd fucking burn down the castle. <laughs> That's how much it would take to light the castle behind him right. because he had this camera obscura that would project that image onto his canvas and trace it off. So even Rembrandt traced. Even Rembrandt traced. Franz Halls didn't trace. On the other hand, stuff looked like shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. So he traced. He didn't have a, a photo, but he traced. I was going to say, so the thing about AI is if you are an artist and you use AI to create something, yeah, I'm fine with that if you are an artist who could also do that longhand on your own. Mm. But also, if you're punching in an AI prompt and you can still do it on your own, that shit better be fucking flawless. Sure. If that hand has more than five fingers five. on it. That, that's actually, I love the fact that AI cannot get hands right. Or there's right. like weird hands coming yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. But if you're an artist and you're using AI, but you also have the ability to do that on your own, if you can, great. I, I really don't care about that. If that's your medium, that's fine. You're embracing technology. My problem is there are people who are like, look at the AI art I have done. I want to ask them, could you paint that on your own? Yeah. And if they say, no, I can't paint or draw. I don't know how to do that. Then I have issues with that. Yeah, either get better at lying or get better at drawing. Because I, <laughs> I, I, I kept thinking about this thing that came out in the late 80s, early 90s. It, it was a, a mail-away thing on TV. And it was like, hey, man, do you want to play guitar? Art, but you don't want to learn how to play guitar. Yeah. You don't want to learn how to take your fingers and just like, just like wiggle them all over that fretboard. Yeah. Not a problem, brother. It was this thing that you could order that you would, uh, strap onto the fretboard and it just had buttons like a G button and a D button and an A button. So you would just press the button and yeah. the button would press the strings in the right place. So you didn't have to learn how the chords. Yeah. And I kept thinking, okay. Then Would are you, you playing guitar? Are you playing guitar? <laughs> yeah. Are you a musician if right. you never took the time to learn how to play a G chord, but you're depending upon this little thing that will play it for you? Yeah. So are you an artist if you use AI to create something that you can't create on your own if you had to? Right. I don't know, man. Yeah, so, I think it should only be used as a reference material. And I think that's fine too. Yeah, I, I think that I think it's great as a reference material. Like, I would love to see somebody make the Alejandro Jodorowsky Tron film based on those images. Right. Like, um, I I could take Bill Murray's head and put it on a Renaissance portrait with sure. Photoshop. But if I can just type this thing in, then I don't have to use a fucking lasso tool. No, you don't. <laughs> you know, and then I can draw it. The other thing that I now and I did see somebody talk in defense of AI saying that um, they suffer from anxiety, they suffer from depression, and the use of AI actually calms their anxiety. And I'm like, well, that's cool. You know, whatever. It's ther therapeutic tool. Whatever works. That's, sure. That's fine. Sure. But then they also said that saying that AI art is not art or that a person who isn't an artist who is using AI art is not an artist is ableist. And I'm like, what? Oh, first off, so I, then were you just anxious before AI art existed know. forever I, I and know. ever? It's the, I, it's, this thing is so <laughs> infuriating. Because That's a crutch, man. I'm like, it's, well, it, 
ableist and i've seen people say that uh what's the word i'm looking for um where you, we're like gate i'm a gatekeeper i'm an mm. artist gatekeeper because mm. i don't want other people enjoying ai art but i'm like i'm not a gatekeeper here's Let's the thing man it. you've mentioned it i paid my fucking dues yeah. i went to art college i've been drawing and painting my whole life it doesn't make me a gatekeeper to say something like that because i don't play basketball i suck at basketball brian i think it's goaltending in basketball <laughs> but now, now here's the thing. I suck at basketball. I can a really good basketball joke. I think. just want. To... <laughs> okay. I could get better, better. Yeah, That's, you could get worse. I could get better, better. Okay, <laughs> four year old, four, four year olds, a four year old boy. I could get better at basketball. Yeah, if I were to practice. Right, right, but. Would I be considered a basketball player if I slapped on the Super Mario Brothers shoes from the movie and jumped around like slamming dunks? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar over here slamming dunks. <laughs> but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be a basketball. I didn't learn how to yeah. play basketball. Yeah. Now, so... It, I barely fucking say it. I <laughs> this is how I. This is how little I know of sports. I can't even talk about basketball batters and slamming, slam, slamming dunks. Oh, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know sports. <laughs> but is it? Would it? Would it be? Would it be gatekeeping to keep me out of the basketball leagues because I don't know how to play basketball? No, because I didn't learn how to fucking play basketball. Right. It's not gatekeeping. To, to say, no, you're not an artist. You don't because you're depending upon AI. Well, I wouldn't even say, no, you're not an artist. That isn't art. You didn't make art. Oh, but not... A computer made it. Oh, so now you're getting... So, yeah, we're getting into the deep here because art is subjective. Yeah, and I'm telling you my subjects. That's fine. <laughs> it, I'm telling you my perspective I, on it. Because I, I think AI... That is not art. I think AI art could be art depending on who's making it. You mean who... Put the prompt in. Yes, the... depending on <laughs> depending on who's doing the prompt. Depending on the three words that you put in the prompt that the computer did for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because here's the thing. Even um, even CGI films, that shit's mostly handmade. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, you there's, know? there's a lot of work that goes into CGI, which is funny because like when CGI came out, all the prosthetic... Pr- pros- thank you. Pros- Phil Tippett. Phil, Phil Tippett. <laughs> they're all like, fuck, we're out of a job. That's a literal quote from Phil Tiffin. Yeah. And, yeah. and in I like, think I'm extinct, I think, was his... Yeah. Was yeah. the phrase he said on yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. And, like, when I saw the AI art, that was the first thought that went into my head. Is like, fuck, I'm done. Yeah. This, this is the reason why I'm actually going to drop out of Comic-Cons. I was going to shoehorn this in, is one of my biggest issues with comic conventions for years have always been the swipers. Yeah. But now that we're looking at it from, from a post-AI point of view... The swipers probably did more work than you do with AI yes. art. Now, for those of you who don't know what swipers are for the audience, basically, like, Brian and I, we'd go to cons, we'd make our work, we'd show our work, we'd sell our work. There would always, always be people who would, what they would do is they would find somebody else's image, like a Neil Adams Batman. Yeah. And then they would just print that out and use a, they, they'd add a Photoshop filter just to change it slightly. Usually, or or you would do like a silhouette and then do like a watercolor yeah. splatter behind it. And, yeah. and you just have like, 
It's it's the box wine approach. It's quantity over quality. Yeah. <laughs> so and you just have everything with this same kind of filter over. And it. they would sell the prints very cheap. And it was very yeah. frustrating mm-hmm. to be next to a person like this. And I know some of you are gonna be like, Well, you're just you're just being you're you're doing the gatekeeping thing. You're Yeah, but here's the thing, that person didn't draw that Batman. They took Neil Adams' Batman. Yeah. And they just threw some shit behind it. I'd be it. even fine if you took Neil Adams' Batman and you literally traced it by hand. At least you did some work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but these the swipers would do this at every con and it was frustrating because there is a genuine uh, lack of art education and appreciation in society more now than ever. Because art's being cut left and right, always. Art has never been more disposable than it is right now. Right. So people who don't know anything about art would come to conventions, and it would be frustrating to see them be like, oh, look at that. And then they'd buy it, and then they'd look at like my stuff and be like, meh. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I, like, yeah. I made this, man. Yeah. Like, this was, I actually cut myself so many times making this. <laughs> right? Literal blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. That guy just took Neil Adams' art. He's selling Neil Adams' art. Yeah, I mean, I even had, I don't know, maybe there was a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. Maybe there was a little chip on your shoulder, too. But like, I even would have problems with, like, just digital art. I Well, you know, I like... Because in the sense of, like, we're building a frame. Yeah. And you're stretching canvas. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, honestly, I like digital art, and there's a guy I'm going to throw out. Yeah, I've out. come around now. Yeah. Uh, uh, Robo7. Tristan. Oh, yeah, Tristan. Tristan as well. Tristan, uh, but Robo7 specializes in kaiju art. Yeah. And it's all digital, and it's amazing. Looks great. Yeah. I've tried the digital. I just can't get the hang of it, so I'm more traditional. So I don't discriminate against digital art. Yeah, I've I've come around to it. I guess there's more the, like, for you especially, me in the beginning, to make a print of your painting, you had to physically make a painting and then... Photograph, photograph it. it and then get prints made. Yeah, my, it. my prints are actually photographs of actual paintings. Yeah. Physical paintings. Which I did for a long time. And I think as of maybe last year, I started just doing them digitally. Yeah. Well, see, now that's the other thing about the AI art. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there. So like artists will look at things that they like and they'll appropriate stuff. Yeah. And appropriation yeah. is totally fine and generally considered acceptable if you appropriate as long as whatever you appropriate uh, you make it transformative make yeah. it your own yeah. and not just copy something not directly. just the vanilla ice yes. approach so <laughs> the funny thing is is like I'm, I'm fine with artists who can do art using AI but then I think Technically, isn't the artificial the artificial intelligence is actually the artist? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the it, person who punched the prompt in because the artist, the art, the AI is actually appropriating from other people's work, which is what we do. You could even you could even make an AI bot that will punch in the prompts for the AI art if yeah. you wanted to. Then nobody's working there. Yeah. So actually, I think the AI is the artist. Yeah. You should credit the broker, right. not yourself. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that is another problem that I'm having. And again, it sounds like I'm gatekeeping, but people who are saying like, "Oh, look at the art." Okay, actually, you know what? I just thought about. Are this. you coming back around to me? Or are you saying this no. is not art now? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I just thought about something because here's 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 a question that I'm going to throw out there for yeah. you or for the listeners. I'm an artist. Sometimes people will commission me to do something. Yeah, I just uh, did a commission. Yeah, uh, and commissions it works sometimes. Uh, like my painting professor would do commissions, but he had a very strict stipulations. Do not tell him what to make and how to make it. Yeah. Like you can give him the idea, 
Like, yeah. I, I, I would like a painting of a dog. And he'd be like, okay, I'm the artist. I'm going to paint the dog how I want to paint the dog. Yeah. Some artists are more accommodating. Like, what do you want? How do you want it to look? Blah, blah, blah. And so it's different for different artists. Yeah. Mine's usually like, is there a specific color you want? Yeah. I'll make that the primary. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but regardless of how a commission is made, if a person were to commission you as yeah. an as you're the artist, Brian, I want you to make me a painting. Yeah. And then you make them a painting. Now they take that painting that you made. And what if they said, look at the painting I made? Yeah. How would you feel? Because um, you made the painting. Well, I don't know about that. They prompted you to yeah. make something. And then if they took your work and then tried to say, look at what I did. Yeah, but I I'm the artist. Stuff, you know? Well, it doesn't matter if you sign it or not. <laughs> but if they yeah, said, but, I'm but how the, is that I'm any artist. different from me buying like a, a, a painting of someone who's dead and then reselling it later? Yeah, but you, are you taking credit saying that no, I did I that? No, I wouldn't be taking credit. Yeah. See, but the, if the other person was taking credit. That's, how I, that's one I of know. the issues that I have with the AI art is people are having a, the AI make something for them. Right. And then they're saying, look what I did. Yeah. Like, well, no, you had Midjourney make that for you. Yeah. Because I were would, a middleman to Midjourney. I would be absolutely pissed if somebody were to take a painting that I made for them. Yeah, they, you've had way more of your shit stolen than I have. I've had Let's boot, talk about you. Yeah, I've had a lot of bootlegs. <laughs> but but even the bootleg, well, some bootleggers do say that they made the work that they did, that yeah. I did. And I'm like, no, I, I made that. You're, You're like my I'm, initials I'm in it. I'm calling you out. <laughs> yeah. But like if somebody were commissioning me to make a painting of, of Jack Nicholson and then they were to enter that into an art show saying, I made this painting, I'd be like, fuck you. You, you did not make that painting. I made that. You yeah. bought it off me. Yeah. So this, I don't know, man, this AI, I'm worried that, um, like, and this applies to anything. People work really hard to become something. They work really hard to become an artist. They work really hard to become a musician. Fuck, you want to be a plumber? You got to go to fucking, you have to be apprentice to be a plumber. Yeah. You have to learn, you have to learn something to become something. Yeah. Um, so now is it fair that people are prompting an AI to create images and then that person's saying, I'm an artist. I'm, I'm an, the artist. I'm the artist. I feel like is that a fair statement on their part? No, Are we gatekeeping not. them to say no, that no, not. no, you're not? No, but I also think that eventually time will suss out the riffraff on that. Okay, there will come a time when you have to prove yourself, and if you're not capable of doing it, uh, you're going to get laughed out of the room. Okay. Oh, going back to the swipers, though, these people that were because most of those have been nixed. Right. A lot of them have been cut from the scene. But I, I'm fearful that the AI artists are now going to become the new artist alley standard. Yeah, it's a possibility. But also, I mean, you and I can tell like that's that's an AI art. Ah, that's the other. thing. I can for a lot of that shit. Yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to bring up. Um, you. Generally speaking, I, I kind of view a person as being a good artist if you can distinguish their work in a lineup. Yeah. If they have a certain look or a yeah. certain aesthetic. If your whole booth looks all completely different and there's not a uniformity to it, then I'm going to suspect that it's probably not your work. But like you, I can look at your work and be like, oh, that's that's a Brian Aerosol Pro or uh, that's a Jake Lee. Yeah. Um, yeah. I The AI art that I've seen looks cool, but I've looked at different artists and I can't pick out who made what yeah. because it's all the same kind of look. Yeah, exactly. So <sighs> you get a convention or a show and you get three booths that are all doing AI art. They're all going to look pretty similar. And are, 
people going to not have the education to understand or appreciate? I don't know. See, this is... I don't know, man. Fuck it. <laughs> Just fuck it. I Yeah, I don't know. Do what you want to do. Try it. See if it works. But I guarantee that the bottom will drop out on that that whole thing. Well, I, I think, I, oh, I do think AI art is here to stay. It's, I think it's just like anything. It's going to expand and evolve into something else. I don't think it's necessarily a fad that's going to go away. Like, also, uh, I've recently learned you're being duped if you're using AI art, by the yeah. way. It's, it's a, it's a beta test, by the way. I was reading an article that to use Midjourney, for example, you got to pay a fee, but it's still a beta test. Yeah. You are paying them to do work for them. A lot yeah. of people don't realize that. Like generally speaking, if a company wants to test something, they they pay people yeah. to test out the product and then they figure out the bugs, you know? Right. So there Or you do like a free stress test. Yeah. Well, if you want to use Midjourney, you have to pay them to That's test funny. out the product. That's so really you funny. are paying them to do work for them so they could figure out what works and what doesn't uh, work. But see, does that fall into a licensing fee? Like I paid for it, so I get something in return. No, as far as I know, you get nothing in return. Uh, as far as I know, like regarding, cop- I mean, within something in return, meaning can I sell this shit? Well, I paid you, for the program. You, I think you can, but that might fall under copyright problems because I was reading about copyright laws, uh, which so- are always pretty vague and they are but the uh the 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 mid journey is technically like an educational kind of thing educational program it's beta testing it doesn't fall under technically i believe it it doesn't fall under copyright law yes but users who use it do fall under copyright law oh Oh, i'm sorry the beta testers who are paying to test (laughs) to do work for them do fall under copyright law huh okay it's a fucked up thing and I, I'm not happy about it. Like, it looks cool, but I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy that a lot of artists out there have worked years to develop a style and to develop the craft. And now anybody can enter a prompt into a computer and say, look, I'm an artist now. Yeah. And I don't think it's gatekeeping to say, no, you're not. You know, if you want to be an artist, you have to learn the fundamentals. You have to, you have to learn the rules before you can break them. Is yeah. one thing I've always heard. I I mean, look, we've even gotten in this this talk before. I don't even feel comfortable using the phrase artist. I prefer maker. Maker. But even then, are you making anything? Are you? No, like if you're just punching oh. in a prompt, are you oh. making anything? Well, you know, I don't. I don't know. Again, art is subjective. Some people will say yes. Some people will say no. Um, I, I program made something for you. I I think I think the AI is the artist. Yeah. Because it's doing something. Yeah. It's drawing from other artists based on prompts from a user, but that's no different than an artist taking a commission, I guess. Kind of. Yeah. I just my biggest issue are the users. Yeah. Who are the users? Are they artists who have put in their dues and are trying to utilize a new technology? Or just people fucking around. Yeah, okay. See, yeah, <laughs> if you're just fucking around, then that I kind of get And then it. you made something cool and you're like, I could sell this. You know, why well, will see this. If you're just fucking around with it, great, fuck around, have fun. But yeah. if you're fucking around with it and then you're like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and like I don't know, like compete with somebody else. Ah, see, I fucking hate saying that too, because again, I just keep thinking of gatekeeping. But again, I'm not a plumber. I'm not going to start a plumbing business to take away from plumbing businesses because I've got a robot that can do plumbing for me. Right, right. Because you spent the premium to get the the robot. Exactly. 
Yeah. The robot plumber. <laughs> Rocky's robot butler. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's um it's touchy. I I've gotten to the point now where I've kind of just stopped caring about whatever the scene is doing and and where it's going. And I'm just gonna do my thing, and if people buy it, cool. And if they don't, then Ooh, great. I've got look more. At you. I've got more supply for the next show. Look at you. Yeah, such a positive attitude. That's all I can do. Because you don't care. Yeah, that's not a- caring is gonna get you far <laughs> in this yeah. world. I know. I I, just, I think eventually just the the bad shit's gonna fall to the wayside, and I I mean and once I, again we'll be left standing. I like the idea. I like the AI stuff. I like the idea of of yeah. of w- how it works. Somewhere down the line, I might use it as a reference. Sure, yeah. Um, I'm just it's like making some stuff so easily accessible kind of messes it, things up for the people who have worked to create something. Yeah. Of course, then there's always the people that are like, "Well, just adapt or die, bro." Right. And maybe that's maybe that's the adapt or die thing we got to do is like use use AI to comp out our image. And then make it in our own. And because we're using better reference now, our shit will look even better. I have no idea. Like, for for me, and probably a lot for you, too, we paint a lot of stuff that's older. Like, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And there's hard to find good, high-definition images of a lot of that stuff, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, say you want to do... Dracula wearing a thong. Dracula. Just Dracula, period. (laughs) <laughs> or like you know the the Spanish Dracula, which probably hasn't been, might have not have been released in, in Blu-ray, so it's hard to get some good screen captures or something like that. <laughs> the Spanish Dracula, yeah, they all go ah ah ah, c c c c c or whatever you know. Um, yeah, maybe maybe if you punched in like actor's name. And like a location or something, maybe you would get a better high definition yeah. image. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess we're just gonna have to see how this whole thing plays out. It's funny though to go online because I see artists who have like the the Ghostbuster symbol with the AI, yeah. uh, like the circle with yeah. the slash through it. No to AI art. Oh yeah, I've seen those. And then I've seen people they're like, yes to AI art, yeah. and it's like the lines have been drawn, the battle has begun. I mean. I'm not going to be fucking making it. No. But I also don't give a shit. Yeah. Whatever. I'm, I'm curious. Look, like most what of it's... the time, I'm stuck at the table anyway. I can't see most of the shit yeah, that's yeah. out there. I just, I'm curious how it's going to play out. Because like when CGI took over. Like yeah. where was that going to go? And of course, like it's it really took off. <laughs> yeah. And now, now, now we rely on it so much that a lot of these newer films, particularly Black Widow... People were like, that's really bad CG. And it's like, yeah, it's because you're fucking paying these artists dick and they have to make your whole movie now instead of, what, 10, 15 shots like it used to be back in the day? Yeah. Now it's like 1,500 shots, 15,000 shots. Yeah. There's a reason it took 13 years for a second Avatar to come out. <laughs> it's a whole, it's all animation. Yeah, fun fact, I have never seen an Avatar. I haven't either. Okay. I have no use. I, it's been too long. I just don't care. Yeah. I'll just go watch Terminator. I'll go watch True Lies. I'll go watch Aliens <laughs> with a dollar sign. Yeah. That's how you make the money. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, fuck it. That's enough AI shit. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I just wanted to get that Put it out. To bed. <laughs> but as far as the show goes, this show goes, 
I'm just we're gonna we're gonna wind it down. We're gonna end the episode. Yeah. But unless yeah. you have something else you want to say, I mean, I want to end on a little bit of a more positive. Yeah, note. I mean, like, I got some positive stuff okay, coming, which yeah. is like I'm excited for some of the future episodes. I mean, we're gonna like, have. What are you looking forward to in the coming year? These uh, some of these episodes. Yeah, like the Beast of Givaldan. Yeah, um, that's an uh, that's a, an animal that I've known about for years, and then when I started researching it, like I was finding out. Well, also don't look this up. Because it's going to be a fun surprise. <laughs> uh, like Mokele Mumbembe. Whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> yep. Like Mokele, well, wasn't a real dinosaur, but it was a real belief. And it was most likely a rhinoceros. Like Jesus. Like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Not a real thing, but a real belief. A real belief. Yeah. Um, the Beast of Gévaudan was an actual animal. Oh. An actual beast. Oh. And Is it, it like that movie Ghosts in the Darkness? Kind of. Cool. It murdered a lot of people. Hell yeah, dude. Like, when I started reading up on it, I knew a little bit about it. But then when I was like, fuck, this thing killed a lot of people. Hmm. And I was like, this is going to be a fun one. It's a bloody one. It's going to get gory. And uh, it's going to be a deep dive. So that's going to be fun. Um, also, all the French towns that I'm going to try to name. Uh, the French names. Ooh, la la. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> um, so that's a fun one. Uh, we're going to do a ghost episode. Yeah. Which Carly, I'm going to get. we're going to get Carly in. Yeah. Because that's fun. Because I already know Carly believes in ghosts. Yeah, and I don't. And I do. I don't. So that'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's just going to be a campfire. I got stories. Yeah. I got just, stories. It's going to be telling some spooky stories. Um, I'm going to try to find out information about one of the best UFO cases that happened here in Illinois. Oh. Yes. Cool. And it's I've been trying to find info on it, and it's really difficult, but I do know this case. And it's not an old one. It actually was happened in the 2000s, and it was one that was reported by multiple police officers uh. because this craft flew across illinois very quietly it's and the silently. illinois phoenix lights yes yeah actually <laughs> you're okay. not wrong walter okay. cool um and it sadly, was sadly no kurt russell in this story there's no kurt russell a lot Unless. of cops a lot of cops though okay a lot of cops who made reports and then yeah hmm. um we've also got our easter special planned but we won't say anything about it right yeah yeah <laughs> Um, and then we got some annual episodes that we're going to be doing. The vacuform mask was a fun one. Yeah, we'll of, do another Halloween kind of thing. Yep, and that one's going to be about over-the-head rubber masks. Yeah. And then in Christmas time, we're going to do another murder toys episode, Toys yeah. That Kill. Yeah. I love the toys that kill. I mean, I'm sad that people die, but... <laughs> but it is fascinating. But those toys, yeah, are pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Um... Me, I don't really plan the episodes ahead that much. I have like a, a master list of movies I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, that I kind of just pull from, and whoever wants to watch them, we can watch them and hang out and talk about yeah. them. Yeah. Um, I don't have any plans for any series. Those kind of just spur the moment. Like, oh shit, I want to watch all these Sam Raimi movies. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I got some ideas for merch that I want to do. I want to do some t shirts. Which will go on the new website when I get that thing launched as well. Cool. I'm looking forward... I'm optimistically looking forward to actually doing this whole convention scene this year. I kind of felt like 2022 was like a reset. Yeah. The interesting thing about COVID was like it kind of started us all off on the same even keel and we had to get back to where we were. And uh, I don't know, after the gallery shuttered and I kind of lost everything for a minute there... Um, I didn't have the creative juices anymore. Yeah. And I was kind of just repainting all the old shit. I was burnt out completely. And uh, and now I'm feeling 
good again about making things and traveling and all that shit. Nice. Yeah. I want to do a full rebrand. It's got a good optimistic view. (sighs) Gotta. Gotta. Once you stop caring about everybody else. (laughs) Well, (laughs) like to put it in perspective, I opened a gallery. I didn't have my own artwork in my own gallery. Yeah. That's how little I actually put myself forward. And that might be an alcoholic's mentality of like, I just don't want to be a burden. Well, you, okay. you just do you. Right. <laughs> you know, like, uh, and I've learned that that shit ain't going to get you anywhere. Nobody's really truly ever looking out for you completely. You have the best of intentions. I don't believe in the Beatles. I just believe in me. Yes. John, <laughs> John Lennon, my friends. Yeah. Um, Notorious wife beater, John Lennon. Yeah. Terrible father. He, he uh, <laughs> Great musician. Yeah. But as I've learned, most of your artists or icons or people that you look up to are not good people. I bet Ringo is pretty cool. Ringo probably is pretty cool, yeah. Ringo fucks, dude. Oh. You know who else fucks? <laughs> Buddy Holly. Oh, Buddy Holly definitely Oh, fucks. he totally fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know he did. Him and Waylon Jennings. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. For real. Finger cuffs. Finger cuffs. <laughs> um... I'm actually pretty happy because I've been buying guitars. Yeah. Uh, I uh, this is yeah, I love buying budget guitars because I'm poor. Yeah. So this was exciting. I don't think I talked about this. I bought a new guitar, a Telecaster. Or did I talk about this in the last one? Okay. Uh, I think we talked yeah. briefly about it. I have been. I it's fun because I I don't know really anything about guitars, but like I've been like modding it. I put yeah. like new saddles on it. I've been writing country twang on it. Yeah, I mean, I, twang. You probably have the that mentality of like, eh, fuck it, this didn't cost that much. I'm gonna no, mod the shit it, out of this. It thing. cost me one hundred and four dollars. If I break something, eh, it's a hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> but it's put awesome. some resin on it. It'll be fine. So I've just been writing songs. It's fun. Yeah. I know you've kind of felt burnt out as well. Are you feeling creative in in painting, or are you just kind of taking it all the music right now? I I have some ideas of yeah. some new stuff that I'd like to try. I mean, you've had shit you've been sitting on for years now. Yeah, like that Jason. Yeah, there there's a Friday the Thirteenth mask spray painted head I'd like to make. Um, that I would I would like to make. Uh, yes, that would be a new design. Yeah. Um. I do have a commission that I'm actually going to start working oh. on. Um, a person who actually runs the Memphis Comic Expo oh. commissioned me to Don. do a... Uh, uh, no, uh, one of the other folks. Oh, yes, like, yes. Uh, Tracy. Yeah. Yes. Commissioned me to do a uh, a canvas painting of... Which has been a while. Yeah, it's been a while since I've done a canvas painting, but of the 66 Batgirl. Nice. Yvonne Craig. Yeah. So the design is done. Uh, cool. So this week, this coming week, I'm finally gonna start cutting the stencils for it yeah that's fantastic yeah so at least i'll have a new painting under the belt a brand new canvas painting she given you the the go-ahead to sell other copies or? um we or is that a, kind of always a given i think it's kind of a given we that's haven't talked about it yeah so yeah my, my my stance is usually like i'll do your commission if it's a thing i can resell yeah if i can't i'll do it but i'm gonna charge you out the ass oh yeah it. i think that, that's, that's only fair yeah yeah so yeah, I'm you know I'm not that much of a curmudgeon. Like yeah, it sucks that I'm dropping out of shows, but uh, I'm happy playing my songs and writing songs. And I mean, it also might might get those creative juices flowing again. Maybe, maybe yeah, we'll see. Because I feel like a lot of times doing shows, there's always the constant keep up and deadlines. Oh yeah, totally. Of like and just like maintaining like this. I got to bring X amount of these. Because that's what's going to sell at the show, and then inevitably you bring all of that stuff, and it's the complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're just stuck with shit. 
don't know. I hope it gives you a little bit of time to make something for yourself. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, or something I, you new. Know, yeah, um, they got a few designs. You know, uh, in in secret, the head, secret butcher boy coming. Secret butcher boy. Oh, coming. sexy butcher boy. <laughs> yep. That's actually probably going to be another episode. Is uh, <laughs> what happens as an artist when you get a cease and desist? Yeah. And 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 when you decide as an artist to be like, fuck nah. it. <laughs> See some D's nuts. Yeah. Um, so we'll that'll be a fun thing that we'll we'll I'll eventually talk about. I can't say too much about it yet. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to care about this uh, cease and desist that somebody gave me recently because yeah. it's bullshit. Yeah. So agreed. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that. Cool. Yeah. Another episode. I hope you had fun listening, folks out there. If you're listening, I hope you had fun. I hope you had fun, Brian. I had a great time. All right, good. Yeah, we had some food earlier, some greasy food. Yeah. Hanging out with the cats here. It's always great. It is. It's great. It's a, you know, it's a great time at the M3 with E5 household. I'm, yeah, and I mean, really, like, if you're not doing shows next year, this just gives us a time to hang out. Yeah, I know. Because I won't be seeing you nearly as much next year because you won't be on the road. No, we won't be at the same shows anymore. Yeah. Unless something changes, but we'll it'll keep it all usually, up in the air. Usually that's our thing, is we will cross-reference yeah, totally. where we're going. And then figure out where we're going to go eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're going to have to go eat on your own. That's fine. I know. You're fine with it. Andrew Heath will be there. Ah, Andre Wheat. <laughs> yeah. Andre Wheat. That is Whoa. kind of the fun thing, is like we have our regulars, you know, in each city. Yeah. People who collect our work or artists that are going to be around. Like, yeah. There's always someone to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to call it. This is another episode of M3 with E5. I am your host, Epion5. Brian. I'm also here. You're, yeah. you're Brian Aerosol yeah. Pro. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Producer Aerosol. Pr- yes. <laughs> so if you're out there and you anybody out there, Brian will be doing cons. Check his schedule. Go to his Instagram, which is uh, – what's your Instagram handle? Uh, <laughs> you just said it. Yeah. Aerosol Pro. A-E-R-O-S-O-U-L-P-R-O. Thank you. I wanted you to say it. Though, okay. Because, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then also your podcast, Electric Monster Pod. I mean, look, we'll throw it out there, too. If, look, if I'm going to be in your city and you need something from this Epion guy, you just hit him up and I'll bring it to you. That's true. I could yeah. do that. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I'm Epion 5. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, next month, we're going back into a deep dive of the Beast of Gevaldan. It's going to be awesome. I don't know what any of that it's means. It's going to be bloody. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of dead bodies in this in that in this coming episode. Right, I'm so, cool with that. Excellent. So thanks for joining me. And until next time, auf Wiedersehen. Tschüss und bis später. Thanks again for listening to this month's M3 with E5. If you like what you heard, please share the show with a friend or fan of horror and all things spooky. No shows to announce just yet. Check out the show's Instagram at Electric Monster Pod. You can find my stuff at Aerosol Pro, A E R O S O U L P R O. And you can find Michael's stuff at Epion5. Follow him for his art drops that he's doing. He actually just did one a few days ago, and he'll probably have another one very, very soon. So keep an eye out on that. Thanks for listening. Don't tell Harry.